0: It is Frydeezy, McNeesy, and this is The Snooze. On today's episode, I'll cover new Google products, Amazon announcements, and needy millennials. I'm your host and resident needy millennial, Will Nitza. Google held a press conference on Wednesday in which it announced a buttload of new products, most of which are Apple competitors. So let's talk about three of them. First, the Pixel 2, which is obviously an iPhone rival. Despite struggling to keep up with demand for the Pixel 1, Google will ship the Pixel 2 starting in a couple weeks. And while I am far from a phone geek, it definitely looks pretty cool. It's got a very slick aluminum water-resistant body and curved OLED screen, the same tech that the iPhone screen has, by the way, as well as a fingerprint sensor on the back, front-facing stereo speakers, squeeze technology, meaning you can literally squeeze the phone to trigger Google Assistant, and an unreasonably good camera that lets you do crazy shit, like focus on a person's face while blurring the background and place augmented reality characters into your view, because real people are just not fun to look at these days. What I found most interesting about the Pixel 2 announcement, though, was how much Google ripped on Apple throughout it, taking aim at the iPhone's camera, colors, and storage. I think the joke's sort of on Google here though, given that it obviously copied iPhone features like having no headphone jack, plus it pays Apple $3 billion a year to be the iPhone's default search engine. A second big release was Google Pixel Buds, an Apple AirPods rival. These are Bluetooth headphones with the unsexy feature of being wired behind one's neck, but the undeniably sexy feature of translating across 40 different languages in real time. Someone could literally be speaking Swedish to me and the buds translate into English in my ear. So I don't even care what the sound quality is like, this feature alone has to make pixel buds the category leader. Also, not a good sign for language teachers. A third release was Google Clips, which actually don't clash with Apple and are probably the wackiest new Google product. Clips are cameras that can clip onto whatever you want them to and take pictures for you, using machine learning to recognize and learn faces and look for interesting moments to record. It appears this is aimed at parents, as Google highlighted use cases like setting it up on a table in front of heartwarming family interactions. The machine learning tech is definitely cool here, but the George Orwell in me is kind of freaking out. Three pieces of news on Amazon are worth mentioning today. First, it was ordered by the EU to pay close to 300 million bucks in back taxes after the European Commission said it had been given an unfair tax deal. Apparently, three-quarters of Amazon's EU profits have gone untaxed for quite some time. Secondly, Amazon is testing its own delivery service called SellerFlex to rival FedEx and UPS, which are two of its biggest partners, by the way. The company is doing so to allow more Amazon items to be eligible for two-day prime shipping, and Amazon will handle both package pickup and, in many cases, deliver to customers. Amazon's already successfully tested CellarFlex in India for two years, and is currently testing it on the U.S. West Coast before rolling it out nationally. The third, and in my opinion, the most interesting Amazon story I read this week, centered on Amazon's disruption of business school recruiting. Amazon is now officially the top recruiter at the business schools of Carnegie Mellon, Duke, and Cal Berkeley, and it's also the biggest internship destination for first-year MBAs at UMichigan, MIT, Dartmouth, Duke and UChicago. Amazon's hired a thousand MBAs in the past year, and apparently past recruiting powerhouses like Bain and McKinsey are kind of pissed. They'll often figure out when Amazon is visiting schools and actively work around those dates just to avoid competition from Amazon. School administrators are also wary of Amazon's tactics. For instance, Amazon now targets students before their very first class. Just this past June, it sponsored an event for 650 soon-to-be first-year and returning female MBA students, some of whom left the event with an internship offer. The dean of Michigan's Ross School of Business said on the topic, quote, It's nearly impossible. You say an academic building is off-limits, and they're at restaurants and coffee shops right across the street, end quote. My main reaction to this trend is mostly surprise, given that not too long ago, tech companies made fun of MBAs in their PowerPoint decks. On further consideration, though, it does make a lot of sense. MBAs are particularly customer-obsessed, analytical, and attentive to risk. All skills that are really well-suited for Amazon. Fast Company put out a fascinating piece yesterday on older brands' inability to cater to millennials' desire for meaning. The article centered on a metric called Enso's World Value Index, which scored 150 brands this year according to three factors. How Americans identify a brand's purpose, the extent to which that purpose aligns with their own values, and the extent to which it motivates brand advocacy and purchase. The results are massively different across demographics. For instance, Americans over 55 rate Newman's own the number 7 brand, whereas 18 to 34-year-old millennials rate it the 81st brand. Similarly, AAA, Pfizer, and Samsung all have much lower rankings by millennials than they do with baby boomers. So obviously this has massive implications for brands like these that stand to lose out on both talent and revenue because they don't resonate with what's now by far the largest US demographic, millennials. The key questions, obviously, are why don't millennials care about them and what can be done about it? In some cases, products just aren't as relevant to say me as they are to a baby boomer. For instance, I'm not on Lipitor, so I don't care about Pfizer. Many of my peers opt for ride sharing over car ownership, so AAA doesn't resonate. We don't smoke, so Marlboro isn't cool anymore. Now, obviously, this sucks for those specific brands because they just can't do anything about it, but other brands don't have that same excuse. For instance, Procter & Gamble, whose products are pretty much relevant to all ages, is ranked number 12 by boomers, but number 103 by millennials, despite spending over $7 billion a year on advertising, much of which is geared towards my age range. Not to get all preachy-like, but to me, the path forward is meaning through mission. Consider this example. It isn't necessarily intuitive that a brick-and-mortar company like Starbucks would be significantly more meaningful to millennials, but it is. Which is the case because Starbucks earned millennial approval by taking stands around healthy communities, ethical sourcing, social justice, and environmentalism, all missions that resonate particularly with millennials. We'll finish with three headlines and my knee-jerk reactions. Number one, earlier this week, Uber directors voted to expand the board from 11 people to 17 and agreed to require a two-thirds vote to approve a new CEO. The upshot being that Travis Kalanick's board power is now vastly diminished and his odds of ever returning a CEO are non-existent. In other words, the board just out-Kalanicked Kalanick. Number two, Netflix just raised its standard plan pricing from 9.99 99 to 10.99. And its premier plan pricing from $11.99 to $13.99. When you spend $7 billion a year on content, somebody gotta pay for that. And number three, YouTube changed its search results after debunked claims appeared in top five videos for news about the Las Vegas shooting and NFL anthem protests. Kinda weird to think that the biggest news these days is about news being fake. And that is all she wrote, ladies and germs. I will sign off today with the simple request that if you haven't, please tell a friend and throw us a rating and review. Unless, of course, you are a troll. In which case I'd say, review and rate your own lifestyle, man. Or just keep trolling. That's cool too. Either way, enjoy your weekend and see you Monday.